cliffcentral.com Hello and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Books Unpacked with Super Lead here at Cliff Central. So consider this. Have you ever wanted to read more books, uh, more business and leadership books, but you simply just don't have the time? Imagine reading a book per week. How awesome will that be? A lot of us have got these demanding jobs and countless responsibilities. So our bookshelves end up with more books we really want to read uh, than those that we have than those that we have read. My name is Mandaj Flaro. I'm the CEO at Superlead, which is a strategy consulting and leadership coaching organization. On this show, we deep dive into a leadership topic, which we anchor in one book that we feature per episode, and we share actionable insights to advance your leadership excellence. And I'm joined here on studio by my co-host, Ngobile Ngobo, who is a director at Alpha International. Ngobile, welcome to today's show. Hi, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Excited to be back again discussing a new book that I think is going to be really interesting to unpack. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be so much fun. And I think we might finally meet the sort of the objective from our producer. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. So today we're talking about this idea and, and the authors of the book kind of say it's a simple, simple idea mm. really that can enable you to meet your wildest goals. Uh, as an individual, as a team, and also as an organization. In fact, they claim this simple idea can unlock 10 times growth wow. uh, for your organizations. They've got stories to back it up, um, and uh, they've got case studies, and and we are convinced. We are convinced of the idea. Mm, mm, yeah, really excited to unpack it, because who doesn't want 10 times growth Oof. in anything? Yeah, <laughs> so, so essentially, our producer, you can uh, 10 times your salary. Uh, this is it. You Getting people hooked for, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, our producer was asking for a ten percent, you know, increase in the salary, and we are here today, kind of saying, "Hey, how about ten times your salary?" This works, right? We're getting a thumbs up. Okay, good, good. So that means we're allowed to continue with the conversation. But before we dive in, we don't want to just jump from one episode to another Mm. uh, without kind of doing a a brief recap. So. Mobile, last week's conversation, um, some reflections and perhaps some of the stuff you started um, implementing in the last week. Wow. So last week we covered the book Strategy That Works by Paul Leinwald and Cesar Minardi. And we spoke about overcoming the strategy to execution gap. This yeah. idea that we have, you know, we can put together these great strategies, but they end up in a folder on our <laughs> laptops or in the top drawer in our office. And um, I love this book because it talked about how conventional business practices create a strategy to execution gap and so we covered some of those themes that are in the book about how those conventional practices can have unintended consequences so I love one of the examples which is how the conventional wisdom is that we focus on growth but then we can actually get trapped in the growth treadmill right we're chasing all these opportunities of how do we grow is the next thing and uh, the unconventional act is to commit to an identity and to differentiate and grow by being clear minded about what you can do best yeah and we also spoke through examples like ikea and apple yeah but what i've been reflecting on is the fact that purpose seems to be the theme throughout because individual purpose we spoke about but also organizational purpose being clear what is the purpose and what is the need this organization meets and focusing on that to achieve growth lovely um so i'll tell you like a a silly personal story yeah um because last week we we did speak about this idea on how people make choices and decisions Mm. and we 
we thought we kind of largely, you know, this sort of this economic utility way of making choices mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, economists think that, you know, we make choices to optimize our, our, our economic utility. For instance, we'll kind of do uh, benefits and cost analysis and say, oh, okay, this makes sense. And uh, the numbers tally. Therefore, we're going to go X, right? And, you know, that's like a, what they call the rational sort of man or woman approach to doing things. But we all know we're not doing cost benefit analysis for every decision we're making. Yeah. There's a big portion of the decisions we make. Out of our identity mm. As we said Because I'm a Christian I'm going to do this Instead of doing that Because I am a, You know I'm an entrepreneur I will do this Instead of doing that Because I'm a marathon runner I'm going to go to sleep early Rather than doing that So So this idea of identity Kind of like Hit me um, My son uh, Asked me You know like Daddy what does Chiflaro means Which is Which is yeah. our surname Right so And, and most people's surnames uh, Don't really have a meaning Does yours have a meaning Um Yes <laughs> What does it mean <laughs> But I don't want to go into that Can I talk about my name instead Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> my name means conqueror Okay Yeesh. Yeah Oh Ngobile yes, yes yes There's a song so along those lines I think Is there so, Ngobile or something okay. like that I'm excited to hear it <laughs> <laughs> Right, so anyway, so most of these synonyms have no real meaning. Um, so, <laughs> so then I thought, okay, this is an identity opportunity. So then I assigned a meaning. Uh, I said, you know, Chiflaro means hard work. Um, so, so now I go, right, okay, are we going to do our homework or not? You know, we are Chiflaros, yes. we are, we're hard workers yes. because that's what our synonym is. So now we're now starting to make some of these small kind of decisions based on who we are. Oh, wow. We are hard workers. So do you want to kind of play on your uh, PlayStation or do you want to do this this <laughs> work and help your mom? What's your name? What's your surname? This is who you are. Anyway, so when he works, when he grows up and realizes, you know, that, that meaning was just assigned at <laughs> an opportune time. Yes. You know, hopefully by then hard work, the, the value of hard work will have been embedded. All right. So today we're talking about this this concept which um which has to do with numbers mm. which is which is core to aligning sort of your goals as an organization as well as as a team and as an individual um to to sort of the numbers because people do largely you know what's measured uh you know there's that old saying what what's measured is what gets done and to in a, what's said is that most organizations get this measurement so wrong. Mm, mm. Many uh, working adults are familiar with that horrific process that happened sometimes once a year called the performance management sort of review. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're familiar with those and, and, and how just the anxiety of it all. Yes. Um, are you okay yeah, so we do we do it twice a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally know that thing of sitting down and thinking about the work that you've done, the goals that you've set, have you achieved them, and measuring them at that point. It can be a very anxious process thinking <laughs> yeah. back and sitting with your manager and saying, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and then the problem with that <laughs> is that they're sort of coupled with with compensation, right? So so you know, success there is like you know, I need to kind of get enough there to convince like a six percent increase. Oh, okay, the 10. Okay, so sorry, I forgot about it. It's supposed to be 10 <laughs> from a producer. That's the matching orders. Here's the problem. 
most of those are, are the most organizations do what they call set and forget, right? Mm. So they set these luck things, these these KPIs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Forget about them. The normal work happens, yes. and then they need to remember once a year. In your case, uh, on every six months, yeah. Right. This is what we kind of spoke about. Okay, let me see. Let me see if this was aligned. Anyway, and what ends up happening, which um, said what Andy Grove speaks about is that there are so many people working so hard and achieving so little. Mm. Anyway, so for this, we have got a perfect book for, for our discussion. Yeah, so we're covering the book Measure What Matters by John Doerr and its objectives and key results, the simple idea that leads to 10 times growth. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and you know, the big thesis for this really is they, they are literally Anchoring the whole book mm-hmm. on this sort of these these words, objectives and key results. Like the whole entire book is literally just about that. And and the idea is that when you get those right, you mm. you are you are able to align the organization. And every employee kind of knows what the top line goals um, are, and they're well understood. And pretty much everyone from you know the 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 the, the CEO to the frontline um, employees are aligned on what needs to be achieved by when and what they're. Exact contribution is uh, to that to that target. Mm, mm, that's really great. Yeah. So, what are objectives and key results? Ah, <laughs> good. So, so let's let's get to it. So, uh, objectives. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's simply that the the, <laughs> the what the what right? <laughs> um, objectives really um, are simply the what needs to be achieved. Mm. No more. And no less. Mm. What needs to be achieved, right? So, and, and most people will kind of understand that. So objectives are, you know, significant. They need to be sort of be concrete. They need to be action oriented and ideally needs to be somewhat inspirational. And we'll mm. get into some examples and all of this, but we're just laying the, the groundwork for now. Yeah. Then the key results piece. Uh, key results have to sort of be time based, sort of realistic. Um, this is, what this picture will look like once we have sort of, you know, finished a certain set of time, let's yeah. say by the end of the quarter, if it were. Yeah, yeah. So this is like you, you'll either meet it or not. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what you're going to meet and achieve and yeah. be able to measure and verify. Yeah. And you, if you walk around and just ask people for this quarter, what's your, or even for this week? What are your two objectives mm. and the key results you want to achieve? Wow. I, I, imagine I just do that and I'll, uh, maybe I could ask you. <laughs> <laughs> My objective is to get through the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, and really most organizations and most people are essentially working around not Clear on those two things. Mm, what mm. are my objectives, and what will the key results be? Yeah. Um. And and you know they 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 cite uh, in, in the book they cite this terrible study, which um they they, uh, they interviewed uh, like over eleven thousand senior executives and managers, and majority of them could not name the company's top priorities. Mm. Right. Um. Ha- only half of them could name one. Right. So imagine these are managers and exec and executives. Mm. Um, 
And we spoke about this idea Like you know These senior executives Go out there And spend all this time Trying to figure out What their strategic objectives are But hardly does it translate to the KPIs Yeah, yeah and So how is this valuable? Because it seems very important, obviously To yeah. know the objectives and the key results Yeah But it can also feel like Then this is just about my sort of utility Of like what I can do for the organization <laughs> So how does this matter in the organization? Absolutely So the first place where it matters Is that, um, you know, most organizations Their employee engagements Obviously is like the, 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 the challenges there mm. and, and Deloitte did a study a while back And, and, and Gallup etc They found that um, This employee engagement is becoming Like the second most important things Executives worry about And then the, the, the Deloitte study Found that Clearly defined goals That are written down And shared freely Mm. One, they create alignment and clarity and, and most importantly, they create job satisfaction and it's the key determiner of employee engagement. Mm. So, mm. so first thing to summarize is that if you have got clear objectives, key results, clear goals, well understood, well aligned, you will have happy employees. Yes, yeah. Because everyone will feel engaged in what the bigger picture is and know what they contribute. They know what they contribute. They know what they, they will contribute. Mm. In most organizations today, you know, some people are rowing east, some are rowing worse <laughs> and it's just there. And everybody is busy, but like just going absolutely nowhere. You find organizations, they've got this conflicting priorities. The goal are unclear and the goals are shifting pretty much every other day people are frustrated cynical demotivated Mm -hmm. and every year we come the big the senior leaders say yeah we're gonna achieve great things this year and we're all kind of like yeah yeah, yeah." (laughs) i'm gonna go back and just do my job Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. nothing is ever aligned yeah yeah so how you know what is an effective uh, like objectives and key results system Look like, or what does it you know achieve? Good, good. And the best way to sort of answer this, I think, will be will be a, 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 a slight contrast, right? Okay. So, in the 1960s, there was this this sort of performance approach to performance management called management by objectives. Uh, you know, the acronym was MBO, and and there the idea really was that okay, here is my objective. So that's the what, right? So the what mm-hmm. was was sort of outlined, and then we. We'll review this annually, <laughs> right? Which is what most organizations are doing. And if you're listening to us and you still just have annual reviews of performance, you know, yeah, that's worrying. Um, and, and maybe I'll want to challenge and just kind of ask, how is that working out? So if you're listening to us now and you kind of have just one performance review discussion once a year, how is that working out for you? Is that working or, or this idea of sort of, you know, this continuous uh, performance conversation? Um, could that work in your culture? So, so maybe just, just, um, just work with us there. So anyway, so MBOs in the 1960s, like really old idea of sort of annual uh, performance conversations mm-hmm. And I see you guys Kind of just Halved it And say Alright okay Maybe not annual We're going to do Same annual And uh, I think I want to challenge I'll fight that Anyway Let's leave that one So The MBO said You have the objectives The what Which is sort of um, The outcome Yeah We have these conversations Once a year Yeah And here's the key These will be private And largely siloed 
right? So you meet with your boss and you agree on your sort of KPIs, if you do a key performance indicators and what you must do. But that it's locked. Like nobody sees that and it's just between you and and your boss and everybody someone else has their own and someone else has their own am i is that too true for you or no that's making sense i okay. mean that's how is that not how it's done <laughs> so, 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 so 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 hold on tight okay. because we're going to shoot holes in the in this mbos right oh and also right this the mbos the management by objectives these came top down right so mm-hmm. the idea the whole idea is that the group ceo has got their the, the, um, their key objectives and what they want to achieve. Then they ca- cascade down to sort of the vice presidents or the heads of department. And then it gets cascaded to this as the middle managers and gets cascaded and then cascaded. Like over, like after like, I don't know how long, you know, you know, the whole thing is layered and it eventually gets cascaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's making sense. Is that, is that, yeah. Uh, is that sort of conventional? I suppose that is the conventional way I would, I would think of yeah. how the objectives get spread down. This is a 1960 kind of idea of, yeah. of leading people. Anyway, um, oh, and then the fourth element in the past, right? So those object management by objectives, those will be tied to to compensation, right? Like, so if you meet these goals, then you know you get a uh, an increase in your salary. Yeah, uh, still. Yeah, that's all making sense. <laughs> <laughs> and and the approach of these things it will be sort of risk averse, right? So you don't want to go there and put these ambitious goals, yeah, because then achieve. you get measured on them, and then you mm. don't achieve them, and then your salary is in yeah, jeopardy. yeah, yeah. So this book literally shoots this whole entire process down. Okay. And how does it do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so this was literally pioneered at Intel. And then, you know, John Doerr, the author of the book, literally was sort of like the, um, the, 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 the sort of the missionary of OKRs went from all as many companies as possible, kind mm-hmm. of preaching the gospel of OKRs, mm-hmm. largely started at Google and Intuit and a bunch of other companies adopted this and then we'll, we'll unpack. But anyway, so here's how sort of. Uh, objectives and key results approach looks like. Okay. So you define the what and the how. Okay. What needs to be achieved and sort of the how. And, and this, these are key results, yeah. right? So. And w- is this always one to one? Um, so is this always like me and my line manager? The converse, the conversation will be guided as such. Okay. Right. So Nobile, what's your objectives mm. for this quarter? And then we kind of negotiate those and, you know, what are you going to hit as tangible milestones to get to the objective? Okay. 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 And then we'll, we'll do the example just now. Mm. And the second thing is like six months is too long mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to kind of. And once a year is too long. Uh, once a year <laughs> is just forever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, um, and if you do this once a year, please, may I just, like appeal that you you reconsider mm. um uh, because then you end up with a set and forget mm. right you set something up in january uh, hoping to discuss it in july yeah. that's yes and then you can get caught up in the whirlwind as well you, you get caught then up in when the you whirlwind? are doing your review you can feel disappointed that man i was really wanting to achieve this but then so much, much happened has happened yeah. in the last six months yeah and then then you have your a conversation with your boss to reflect on half the year's work yes. that was that could have been also mis, been misdirected mm. or mis, misaligned, right? Mm. And that's mm. just just a terrible uh, waste of of company resources. Mm. And then this the third component about the okay. so they recommend that you do it quarterly or monthly. 
uh, quarterly at like at most, okay. right? But the monthly will be sort of be preferred. Okay. But there's also weekly conversations that are happening, mm. uh, which is the CFRs, which we hopefully time allowing will be able to cover. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, the, 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 the third idea is this You want your objectives and key results Of everyone To largely be bottom up And or sort of sideways So sort of 50% Bottom up like you should Kind of based on what you see And the front line come up with Yes I think for the What's best for the customer is if we do The following mm. and then maybe 50% of those uh Objectives and key results are contributed by you. And then the sideways element talks to sort of most important objectives for the organizations needs to be done cross-functionally. Okay. Right. So the, the old way is, okay, you and I, you know, we cascading this thing down my line, line of reporting and it's just you and me, but we have zero kind of like the sideway mm. view and to see how that, that comes through. But the idea is this radical transparency yes. on goals yes. and, and, and key results where you can see, okay, Nobile is supposed to achieve the following. I'm going to achieve the following. This is how all of this tie together. Okay. Yeah, okay. and you can see uh, what others are doing and whether or not they're achieving it. Yeah, so you see within the bigger picture yeah. of what's being done. Yeah. But, and the key key there is that people are likely to meet their goals if it's publicly seen by if if one they declared it publicly mm. and it's visible to everybody. Yeah. You can yeah. literally see who is not who's not Pulling their weight. Yeah, yeah. And no one wants. Yeah, yeah, and no one wants to be there with their KPI and it's red. I suppose we can also see how we can support each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So we can Absolutely. see that if they've set this goal, how can how is what I'm doing aiding them to achieve that goal as well? Stunning, stunning. Yeah. Then the fourth idea is that these things must be divorced to compensation. Mm. Right. Like so, your um, biannual kind of sort of conversation, you know. The, the, the anxiety that comes is like there's this backward looking discussion, which is, Hey, what did you do? What did you achieve for the sake of sort of adding compensation and, you know, whether you get an, an, an increase or bonus, et cetera, whatever, um, happens. Um, but there's also like a forward looking conversation about what are your sort of, what are you going to achieve next? What are you going to do? Et cetera, et cetera. When you bring the two together, the former, just crashes the energy in the room mm. and then and then the you know the forward looking conversation suffers yeah i suppose then as well when it's tied to compensation you don't really want to reveal your sort of vulnerabilities or mistakes yeah. as well to say yeah. or to say like you know i don't know if we can achieve this or could we do it this way because you worry that yeah. you know it'll affect your yeah. compensation and what people do is that and then they kind of go in and uh they're like right which is the next one which is these things must be aggressive and and somewhat aspirational right so so i'm like okay i will deliver um so many um, like a 10% increase yeah, in, in or, sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll deliver 10% increase yeah. in sales. But I go back to my team and say, guys, we're going to deliver 40% increase in yes, sales, right? So, yeah. and then that whole thing cascades and then, and then it's just, the, mm. the results are horrible. Yeah, yeah. And there's no transparency and there's, there's a bit of lying in the process because everyone is sort of sandbagging and kind of protecting themselves. Yeah. Um, and you end up with so many problems. So can we do a summary of those things? So like in yeah. the MBOs, which is management by objectives yeah. uh, versus the 
objectives and key results. Yeah. Okay. So the MBOs are the just focus on the what. Yeah. The OKRs focus on the what and the how to yeah. achieve it. MBOs are annual re- like annually reviewed. <laughs> yeah. Whereas OKRs or done or biannual yes, reviewed. Or but but John Doe suggests quarterly or monthly, so more regular reviewing. Yeah. And you have added weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Weekly discussions. Maybe it was private and siloed. Yeah. To just like me and my line manager. Yeah. Whereas you're saying, whereas John Doe is saying public and transparent, like everyone should know. Yeah. MBOs top down, so yeah. cascades from the CEO down. Yeah. Whereas OKRs are on bottom up or sideways, around 50% contribution. Yeah. From the bottom, from what you can deliver. Yeah. And then MBOs are tied to compensation. John Doe is saying no, mostly divorced from compensation that we need to be. Yeah. And then MBOs are risk averse. We don't want to, don't want to take big risks. Yeah. Um, whereas OKRs are aggressive and aspirational, um, because everything is clear and transparent and we have the why and we're reviewing it regularly. So there's like a safety net in the, the goals that we set. Stunning, stunning. Great. I think we could close the show here <laughs> the way you've summarized it. Uh, but there's more. <laughs> yes, there is more. <laughs> but I like that we've laid out the the case for comparison because now yeah. already you can start to pick out okay what are some of the things that we do as an organization or as a team um, that that maybe fit into this sort of nineteen what do you say nineteen sixties <laughs> style <laughs> of management that we now need to bring into the twenty first century or at least look at these examples of how they've worked yeah um, that could work for us as well absolutely absolutely so that. In allows and or sort of unlocks what um, the author talks about as the four superpowers wow. of OKRs. Superpowers, I, mean. I like that. <laughs> Who doesn't want to have some superpowers? <laughs> Great. So what are they? What's the first superpower? So we can start getting ready. So the, the, the superpowers are as following. So the first one is focus. Mm-hmm. Second one is alignment. Third is tracking. And fourth is stretching. Okay. Focus, alignment, Tracking and stretching. Yeah. And maybe a question to our listeners is, um, could you say hand in your heart that your team is clear and has got focus? It's all focused on what's critically important for this quarter. Forget the year, forget anything else. Can you like almost say your team uh, as Nobile that you lead, uh, they are all focused on the top priority for the quarter? So that, that's the question to our listeners. And, and the, four, the second question is, is everybody aligned to what needs to be done? Are, is, is, is the misalignment and, um, and uh, is everyone truly driving to the same place? Mm-hmm. Third question is, are you tracking the right measures? Uh, and is your team really doing their best not only to achieve the the sort of business as usual, but to really stretch and unlock mm. 10x growth. Yeah, really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but for the yeah, listeners, yeah. not for you. <laughs> not for me. I'll, I'll come back with my homework next oh, week. Oh, okay, cool. So then let's, let's kind of set this yeah. as your homework. Yes, say, okay, yeah. Nobile will tell us, uh, next week, um, the focus alignment tracking mm. and, and how that's going. Yeah. But should we dive into them? Yeah. Le- yeah. Le- I, I think, I think let's do so. So the first one is really is about focus. Um, and to a large extent is when people are focused, and are committed to the top priority for the quarter or perhaps for the year, 
you know, that just unlocks so much energy. And, and the reason why these OKRs are hard, right, is because it forces leaders to truly battle and wrestle with the idea of saying, what are the sort of the most important things we should achieve in the next three, six to 12 months? Like, if, if leaders can sort of, uh, dovetail and literally boldly with a lot of clarity say this is what we want to achieve that's already a massive step ahead mm, mm. yeah that's really good because i think it makes um it clear what you're going towards and sort of takes away the mess of yeah. or, and the whirlwind yeah sort of becomes the guardrails for yeah. you and and talking about the whirlwind so so uh, the the authors warn against this idea of catch all catch all kind of objectives, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, there's all that sort of menial work that we must do, right? And and just like throwing hundred things into your your objectives and 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 key results, and you know that 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 just that's just heavy on anyone, and mm-hmm. and really nothing really gets achieved. But truly, and they say that the the objectives and key results should should ideally be between three. And, and five and nothing more, okay. especially if you're looking at a quarter. Yeah. And that's why it forces you and requires you to, to be focused. Yeah. And is this as a whole or even, or even individually? So we're saying three to five as a whole. Yeah. For organization, for example, or company. Yeah. Yeah. And then also three to five as an individual. Absolutely. How I'm, how I'm feeding into the bigger goals. Absolutely. Okay. And in the book, they, they, they spend a lot of time unpacking Google's approach to, to OKRs. Because mm-hmm. I think of all the, the companies that have adopted OKRs, I think Google was, was probably the, the one that, that really just took it to the next level and not only adopted it, but shaped it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry Page and Sergey, you know, the, the co-founders of, of Google, um, you know, they will absolutely, according to John Doe, they will absolutely every quarter spend time wrestling and unpacking what are top objectives and key results for themselves, mm-hmm. right? And then they kind of say for the organization, these are the objectives and the key results. Then they allow all everyone to to work with their managers to pull together their objectives and OKRs that speaks to the overall objectives and key results. Yeah. So now you're allowing for bottom up and also the sideways if it were. And then here's the kicker. The two founders of like one of the largest you know organization with so many employees they will literally sit for two days Pouring into every single engineer's objective and OKRs for this quarter. Wow. <laughs> right. So, so just imagine that. Like, mm. just imagine the CEO of one of the large organizations here literally pouring into, and, and that, that's the objective. Okay. We're going to reduce latency by like 10%. And this one is going to do that. How does this align and, and kind mm. of like wrestle and battle with the managers and the, and the employees until everything is aligned. Yeah. For a quarter mm. And they repeat You can just imagine how How critical that is mm. um, If if the Google founders 
were able to spend so much of time on just OKRs. Wow. Okay. So you've convinced me with focus. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's a kicker. They've been doing this for over 20 years. Wow. And they actually accredit OKRs to some of their big winners like Chrome and Android and YouTube and, and some of their, 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 their 10X sort of bets, if mm. it were, um, and they like to call, to call sort of them the moonshot. Yeah. Second superpower. Ah, let's go to the second <laughs> superpower. So the second superpower. I, I can talk about focus the whole day. I know. That's why I'm moving <laughs> you along. <laughs> so uh, uh, maybe before I do that, can I just give you an example? Because yes. people might be like, okay, I'm hearing you. Yes. Like, just show me a little bit, some of it. And the book has a lot of great examples as well. Yeah. It, it does have those. Like It's one of those you can unpack for like two weeks. Mm. But anyway, so... Um, so let's say, hey, um, someone has got a goal, a, a, an OKR, which says, hey, this, the, our objective is to win, um, Masan is a, is a big F1 racing fan. Let's say we want to win the, some, some, uh, some F1 racing, uh, this coming quarter, the, you know, the Bahrain, yeah. um, Grand Prix, uh, race. So, so let's say we want to win that. Um, that's the objective. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple of weeks to get there, or let's say it's a quarter. Yeah. Then we're gonna say, all right, what will be the key results that will help me get there? Maybe a, a week sort of a key results sort of will say, hey, we want to increase our lap speed, right? Yeah, that's that's a little bit. It's kind of getting there, but it's a bit weak. Um, we want to reduce our pit stop time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of makes sense, you know, if you increase your lap speed and you reduce your pit, uh, your pit stop time, you know, there's a good chance that your overall, um, speed might be, might increase. But a really good OKR, ma- maximum five for this quarter so that we focus in, we want to win this, um, this race, um, five, um, key results. We want to increase our lap speed by 2%, right? Mm-hmm. Lap speed by 2%. For this quarter, we want to sort of be able to test at wind tunnel 10 times, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what are we going to do? So yeah. these, 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 uh, these key results have got a bit of, um, what do you call it? Input and sort of output in them. Mm-hmm. But I can measure whether or not I, I was able to test the tunnel, the wind tunnel uh, at a wind tunnel 10 times, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, is it that yes or no? Yeah. Um, I want to be able to reduce my average pit stop time by one second. When we get to the end of the quarter, I know whether I was able to do that, mm. right? Um, I want to be able to also reduce pit stop errors by 50%. Yeah. Right. When we stop there, 50% done. Did we do that? Yes or no? That's, you, you should be able to be, be able to tell that. And then, and the last one, perhaps for you for this quarter is you want to be, you want to practice pit stops one hour per day. Mm, mm. Lock. Yeah. And come the end of the quarter, this is so easy to measure whether or not you're able to do one hour per day. Mm. Yes or no? Yeah. Uh, were you able to reduce uh, pit stop errors by 50%? Yes mm. or no? Um, were you able to reduce the, the stop time by sec, uh, by one second? Yes or no? Yeah. Compared to like, oh, I want to increase my lap 
my my lap speed mm. or I want to reduce my stop my mm. my pit stop time. Mm, mm. Yeah, so you've made it very clear in terms of what you can measure because even what you're saying, you can measure that every week. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why that's why you can have weekly conversation. Yeah. on these things, right? Well, how we're doing, we'll, and then this weekly conversation literally says, "Hey, Nobile, how's it going? How how are you doing on your OKRs?" Mm. And then every the OKRs are there, right? So they they recommend you get one of these cloud based systems. There's many of them where you can. Literally, everybody can put their objectives, key results. You can track. Everyone can see when things are slipping. It changes color from you know green to yellow to red, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And those the the how tos is a lot easier than sort of the mental uh, process of kind of changing the mindset. Mm, mm, mm. Great. And the second superpower is alignment. Ah, <laughs> alignment. So the 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 the, the kind of I, you know, the, the thing that hit me here is when they spoke about this idea of most people want to get at alignment through this cascading process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when they punch the holes in that, you know, it, I feel like they're punching my little heart, <laughs> <laughs> holes in my little heart. Yeah. Um, where, and, and the reason for this grand cascading line, right? Where, you know, wait for the CEO and then they all, everyone else. And then, okay, I say, okay, my KPIs is to increase sales by 10%. Then I, then I take those and I give them to my team managers and I take those, I give them to this one. And, and they, they kind of sort of get narrow and narrow and narrow. Mm. Is that one, there's not a lot of agility there, right? So because it takes sometimes weeks and sometimes even months while we're waiting for the, for the CEOs ones to cascade. Mm. Global organization, you know, you get like a, the group CEO and then you get like a, a, a regional kind of CEO and then you get like this one and by the time they get to you, you know, they're like so narrow and, um, mm. and, and you can't do much with them. I mean, no mm. one wants to go through that whole process. If you want to change something, it must go back to the CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they say there's no good agility there. They, it also lacks flexibility and also it marginalizes what other people can do uh, from other departments right Mm, mm, and the the linkages are one dimensional uh, which is which is not great and they kind of say true alignment comes largely uh, top down plus bottom up and sideways where we declare what our goals are we allow the team to think critically about how they meet those engage robustly on their objectives and key results for this quarter what they're able to do and and what they can do as a stretch mm-hmm. um you mix those up then you have a leader who pours into this mm-hmm. because if you get alignment you are far ahead uh, of your competitors mm. But how do you avoid Making it a messy process So if you have A large organization And everyone is sort of saying Is it a case of like You still have the bigger goal And they're not saying How does this team achieve it Yes yes Or is it literally like You know A thousand employees <laughs> Sitting on a Zoom call <laughs> Giving their opinion On the objectives No 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 So, so the, the, how, the, the, the exact how to's is So these are the big goals Right mm. But then the managers And the teams yeah. And sort of the contributors Kind of engage One on one and then they, they start to 
sort of put theirs on the on the like transparent system yes. and then they start to align and if there's overlap and etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's why you need a leader to sort of look at this thing it's yeah. not it's not one big zoom call meeting yes, where yeah. here's the objectives now tell me how tell you're going to do it no it's it's going to be a little bit of work for I you I like the quote by Steve Jobs they use that we don't hire smart people to tell them what to do we hire smart <sighs> people so they can tell us what to do absolutely yeah. so if if you do the cascading thing you end up with like you've got this smart people but then you cascade exactly what they must do yes yeah yeah, yeah. okay we need to rush through the okay, let's do superpowers the third one is tracking ah What's the key idea there yeah the key idea is you want to one have them public right mm-hmm. and then it's trackable by everyone mm. um and then when you're meeting the goal you've got an indicator when you're not you know changes to sort of amber or red um but but you want to track progress of these OKRs and you supplement these with conversations um of sort of for for performance they call them CFR conversations feedback and recognition mm-hmm. okay that's really great and i suppose you need a positive working environment there where it's like if you are slipping and not performing it's like an encouragement how to, how can we help you improve yeah. and not it doesn't feel like oh i'm openly being critiqued <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> so all of my work is is up for being attacked or yes or yes yes critiqued. yeah and and, and because because it's sort of team sport, right? Mm-hmm. Your manager's conversation is like, how can I clear things so that you you can you know make Perform, yeah. you can do well on your on your OKRs, awesome. and then you avoid set and. Forget, forget because yeah. you're like sort of taking this thing and it's, it's visible to everybody yeah and then the last superpower stretching ah <laughs> my favorite right so and to get to this one is when you set these okrs um and sort of goals you want to distinguish between what they call committed uh, um, sort of objectives and key results Committed goals if it were Versus stretch mm-hmm. So committed goals is okay We've got sales numbers that we must meet Like 10% and this and then the quality numbers Etc etc Those ones you have to hit 100% right? Like that, that's that's what we we want to try achieve and um, less than 100% of meeting those you know it's just it's just not it's just not good enough mm. and the conversations if you don't make 100% of those then you do a postmortem we figure out what what's kind of make you fail etc cetera, etc cetera. and they they have this quote in the book which is i, I love which is people don't learn from fail, failure mm-hmm. they sort of learn from reflecting on failure so you can fail as many times yeah. as you want. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're learning anything. Yeah. But if you're not reflecting on that, uh, then then it's not working. Anyway, so let's go to this. So you want to have these committed goals. Mm-hmm. You also want to have what they call these stretch goals. And there you're allowed to hit 70% of that goal. These are like, you know, like in towards your mission, you know, like we want to... Change the world in this way, right? Mm-hmm. And and it must feel a little bit impossible. It truly must be a stretch. Yeah. Um, and if you don't hit that one, you know, it's we understand. But you know, success there is hitting it seventy percent, right? You're allowed a thirty percent failure rate mm. of the stretch goals. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's really good. That that makes it exciting to say, you know, we'll see what we can achieve here. We'll work hard to do it, but we've made a room that, you know. If we don't achieve it, we have these other goals that we've set that we, we know we need to achieve. Yeah. So you've got the, and the, the deal is, wow, time has flown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the, so the deal is, is that, um, committed goals must be hit. 
Right, like mm. that, that's priority. It's no use uh, rocking up and say, hey, I've met my stretch goal. Alright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But like yeah. you haven't done what, you know, yes. the, the real committed stuff that, that you must achieve. And also sometimes we skew these KPIs. We're like, oh, because you achieved that crazy goal. Yeah, forget the fact that, you know, your service levels were not great and your quality mm. was not great. These are committed things. Then we, then we, we kind of use, these biases to kind of say, Oh, you are our star performer. Yeah. Um, instead of saying, here's what's committed. Here's what's stretch for mm. you. And let's track them almost separately. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the four superpowers, which I think are so great. And, and I think this book is really great because the thing that I think about, cause I, I think about like, you know, how does this affect the team and the people that John Doe does actually cover culture and what yeah. it means to develop a culture. So I really encourage people to, to pick up and read the whole, the whole book as well so that they can see, you know, what kind of environment you need to have for this to really, um, also succeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was measure what matters. Like you want to say one more thing? Of course I do. <laughs> so we spoke a lot about OKRs, right? And then you're like, okay, okay, okay I'm with you. Um, they kind of say these OKRs, they work together with CFRs, right? Which is the conversations, feedback, and recognition loop. Mm. Um, and the idea is that uh, management should move away from I'm going to have a feedback conversation Once a year Or once every six six months To sort of this continual Authentic rich conversations Between the manager and sort of the employee um, With the OKRs in mind right mm-hmm. So we're seeing the dashboard But we are having this sort of weekly Or sometimes even daily Depending on, on how quickly we move That's, Those are the conversations And then in there there's feedback which is bilateral, uh, bi-directional. Um, you know, you give me feedback, mm-hmm. I'm giving you feedback, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, and, and peers are also kind of giving you feedback because your performance is radically, um, transparent, uh, in front of everybody. And then you're also getting recognition as you're hitting those milestones. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Excellent. Yeah. So, so I guess because of time and our producers is on our case, um, we can almost wrap it up. Yeah. But this is the encouragement to get the book Measure What Matters by John Dua because there is a lot in there covered that breaks it down and all of his experience from these different companies and examples that he uses from these different companies of how this really leads to 10 times growth. Absolutely. And our wish really is for you to unlock and achieve those goals that that you've set for yourselves mm. unlock the you know the potential of the team and wouldn't it be awesome if you can achieve 10 times growth wouldn't it be amazing for a producer to like get 10 times growth <laughs> of his salary so until then go out there and super lead cliffcentral.com